My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm sitting on the embankment of the Neva River in St. Petersburg, Russia. And behind me across the river is the Russian Winter Palace, which was the residence of the Russian royal family during the winters. And in that palace is a magnificent room, which today is called the Concert Hall. And in the Concert Hall is something very important for Russia. It is the shrine or the tomb of Alexander Nevsky. You say, who is Alexander Nevsky? He was the greatest soldier in the history of Russia. In 1240, the Teutonic Knights began to move up through Europe into Scandinavia. And from Scandinavia, they were launching their attack against the lands of Russia. But Alexander Nevsky stopped them and drove them back. And this etched a place for him in Russian history. So notable that in the 1740s, Elizabeth, who was the daughter of Peter the Great, known as Empress Elisabetta, decided that she would have a special casket made for his relics. It weighed one and a half tons, and it was fabricated of solid, pure silver, not veneer. The entire shrine was solid silver, one and a half tons. But in 1922, after the Bolshevik Revolution, it was moved to the concert hall of the Winter Palace, and it has been there ever since. And people have been coming all of these years to see the shrine of Alexander Nevsky. And the concert hall, in which it is stationed today, is surrounded by 32 majestic columns that line the room. I say they look like towering soldiers that are saluting the remains of Alexander Nevsky. The reason his body is placed there is because Russia is to never forget the deeds of this notable soldier. There are some things we should never forget. And we have to do things to remind ourselves of great things that have happened in our past. God has done great things in your past. If you're worried about your future, you're just forgetting your past. Because if you turn around and look at your past, you dealt with some serious things in your past. In fact, probably more serious than what you're facing right now. God was faithful to you then. You got through that. And if you can get through everything you've already walked through, it's guaranteed you're going to be all right in the future. My friend, there are things you should never forget. And that is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, my friends. It is the last week of the year, and I prophesy to you in Jesus' name, that the next year is going to be the best year you've ever had in your life. You might say, oh, it's got to be better than this year. Listen, God's done a lot of good things for you this year. You're just forgetting. And that's why 
This week, I'm teaching a brand new series called Never Forget. It is so powerful, and it comes in five parts in multiple formats with a wonderful study guide. And I want to really encourage you to order this and get this teaching down deep inside you. There are some things you should never forget. And today, you're going to find that God has given you a special weapon to keep you in faith, and it is the power of memory. You've got to let your memory work positively for you, but you're the one who has to decide how your memory is going to work for you. Your memory can put you in remembrance of bad things, or you can choose to remember all the good things that have happened to you. Never forget. That's what I'm teaching this week. And because it's the end of the year, we're also offering two more series. One is called Starting the New Year Strong. It comes with a study guide. And we're offering the series called Decisions. Are you going to follow through this time? Both of these would be really helpful for you as you launch out into the new year. And we're offering you right now our autobiography called Unlikely, Our Faithful Journey to the Ends of the Earth. And my friends, God has an unlikely journey for you to take. And you're the one he's choosing. He's just waiting for you to say yes. And the reason I want you to read this book is because it will encourage you to launch out into your own faith adventure. Order yours today by going online or by giving us a call at renner.org. And remember that when you become a partner, and maybe you've been thinking all year about becoming a partner. Now it's the last week of the year. Do it. This is a great moment to become a partner with our ministry. And when you're a partner, you help us take the teaching of the Bible to other people who are crying out for it. You can really make a difference in someone else's life by becoming a partner. And the moment you do, we're going to send you two books as our way of saying welcome to the partner family. We're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone and Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. We always send these two books to anyone who becomes a partner. And remember that if you need prayer, call us right now or send us your email and we're going to begin to really release our faith for God to move in your life. But reach for your Bible. And today we're going to go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. But first, I want to read to you Psalm 103, verse 2, which says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. David was speaking to his soul because he was in a low moment and he was tempted to be thinking about bad things and forgetting all the things that God had done for him. He was worried about his future and he knew he needed to get a grip on himself. So he said, bless the Lord, soul. He's speaking to his soul. And sometimes you have to speak to your soul and tell it what to remember. And in this verse, David says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And my friends, if you're worried about your future, it just means you've got a faulty memory. Because if you turn around and look at your past, you've been through a lot worse things than you're facing right now. And you walk through all of them successfully. And you're going to walk through this one as well. And that's why I want us to go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, and today we're going to begin in verse 3. The Apostle Paul is in prison in Rome, suffering for his faith, and he has received a letter from Timothy, who is in Ephesus. Timothy is free, but Timothy is facing a lot of problems in his church because of the raging persecution that has been unleashed 
by the Emperor Nero. People are leaving Timothy's church. People that Timothy thought he could always depend on walked out and left him. He feels he's been left in the lurch. He has been abandoned. His feelings are hurt. He doesn't know how he's going to face his future. And he's written a letter to Paul, who really is in prison. Paul is really suffering. Timothy just has a spirit of fear about suffering. But Paul really is suffering. And the free man writes to the imprisoned man to ask for help. Paul has received Timothy's letter, and now he begins to answer Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. And listen to what Paul says. I thank God whom I serve for my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. This verse is so powerful. And if you're a prayer partner, you're going to get a lot out of this verse. Listen to what Paul says. I thank God whom I serve for my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. The words without ceasing literally mean without interruption, without an interval, without taking a break or continuously. It means always or persistently. I remember when my grandmother Renner was getting older, one day she said to me, oh, Ricky, I'm of no value to anybody. All I can do is sit here in this chair and pray for you. I said, Grandma, what do you mean you're of no value? That may be the most powerful thing you can do is to sit in that chair and to pray for me and to pray for others. Well, Paul was in prison. He couldn't see anyone. He couldn't fellowship with anyone. So he took advantage of the moment. And that's what you have to do in life. You have to maximize whatever place you are in. He says, I'm in this place. I've got time on my hands. So I'm going to pray without interruption, without an interval, without taking a break continuously, always persistently. And he says, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. And listen to the word remembrance. It is the Greek word menea. And the word menea signified a statue, a monument, or some kind of memorial intended to memorialize an event or a person. When you see a statue of a person, what is the purpose of the statue? The statue is intended to remind you of that person, to remind you of what they did in history so that you will never forget. Paul literally says, Timothy, night and day in my prayers, I'm erecting statues of you in the presence of God. In my prayers, I'm building monuments of you in the very presence of God. Everywhere God looks, God sees Timothy, 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 because I'm stacking the throne room of heaven with images and monuments of you so God will always be confronted with you. And he says specifically in my prayers. And the word prayers is the Greek word diasis. This word prayers and its various forms are used more than 40 times in the New Testament. And it represents a request for a concrete, specific need to be met. It can be translated as the word petition. And Paul says, I have remembrance of thee. Even the word of is important because it is the Greek word peri, which means everything surrounding you, everything about you. I'm making concrete petitions to God on your behalf. I'm stacking the throne room of heaven with images of you. So every time God looks somewhere, he sees an image of you. I'm so thankful for people who pray for me. When you call out my name to God, you build an image of me in the presence of God. When someone prays for you, 
They're building an image of you in the presence of God so God sees you and God is confronted with you. When you pray for someone else, you're stacking the throne room of heaven filled with their images so God is confronted with them. That's what Paul says in this verse, Timothy, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers. Literally, I'm stacking the throne room of heaven filled with your images so God sees you everywhere he looks and he is confronted with the petitions I've made to him on your behalf. And then he says in verse four, greatly desiring to see thee being mindful of thy tears that I may be filled with joy. Greatly desiring in Greek is the word epipotheo. It's a compound of two words. The word epi is an intensifier. It means over. The word patheo means to yearn or to hanker after something. It pictures somebody that is doubled over, bent over. Oh, they're yearning for something. Paul says, oh, I earnestly desire. I'm yearning to see thee. And then he says, why? Being mindful of thy tears. In Greek, it is plural, which means teardrops and many of them. Some scholars say that when Paul had received Timothy's letter, he could see Timothy's tears on the letter. Timothy was crying when he wrote to Paul because he was so taken with the spirit of fear. And now Paul, like a father in the faith, is speaking to his young son, says, son, I'm aware of your tears. I've seen your tears on your letter. I'm aware of what you're going through. And then in verse four, he begins to remind him of something very important. And here we have the power of memory. Look at this. Second Timothy one, verse five, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that it is in thee also. But notice Paul says, when I call to remembrance, this tells me that there are some memories you have to call to remembrance. They don't come to you by themselves. You have to make a decision to remember some things. And Paul says, I'm going to call to remembrance a few things. He says, I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith. What does that mean, unfeigned? Well, the word feigned really describes a hypocrite, hypocritical faith, insincere, bogus faith, not real. And I want to tell you where the word comes from. And I brought something to show you. This is a real Greek mask from before the first century. This is where we get the word hypocrite. A hypocrite was one who wore a mask and acted like something that he was not. It was bogus. It was feigned. It was inauthentic. That's why Jesus called the scribes and Pharisees hypocrites. It was the equivalent to saying you're nothing but a bunch of actors. You don't mean one thing that you're saying. You're just performing on the stage in front of people. You are hypocrites. You're just wearing a face. But here, Paul says to Timothy, wait, wait, wait. Your faith is unfeigned, which means it is authentic. It is genuine compared to what is pretended, simulated, faked, feigned, or phony. This is one that is authentic, sincere, or trustworthy, not hypocritical. In other words, he says, Timothy, you have a real living faith which dwelled first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded that it's in thee also. The word dwelt in this verse, the Greek word in oikeo means to dwell in a house. It's the word in, which means in. 
and the word oikos, which is the word for a house, to dwell in. It is a picture of one taking up residency in a house. And now Paul says, faith is so real in your grandmother. It is so real in your mother that it literally lives in them. It thrives in them. And Timothy, I'm convinced to the core that this same kind of faith is living and it's thriving inside you. And then he says in verse 6, Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance, wow, that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. I put thee in remembrance is a Greek compound that means to repeat something, to remember something, to remind somebody of something, to regather a memory, to recollect memories. He's saying, Timothy, I'm going to help you remember and listen to what the Greek says. I'm reminding you of these things. I'm helping you recollect the right memories that by remembering them, you might stir up the gift of God that is in you. And that tells me, just like you use a poker to stir the embers in a flame, memory is a divine poker that God has given to me and God has given to you. And you have to make a choice. You can let your embers die down or you can grab the power of memory and choose to stir up the gift of God that is in you. Rather than worry about the current financial dilemma, put it on pause and remember how God delivered you in your last financial dilemma. Rather than worry about this current relational conflict, put it on pause and choose to remember how God has walked you through every previous relational disruption. You have to choose what you remember. And Paul says to Timothy, I'm reminding you of these things. I'm helping you recollect the good memories that by remembering them, you might stir up the gift of God that is in you. And I can testify from my own life that in moments when I'm feeling a little low, I put everything on pause and I intentionally remember all the valleys we've walked through, how God has walked us out of low places into high places. And by the time that I'm finished remembering, I'm no longer in a low place. My faith has been stirred up. That is the power of memory. But you have to let your memory work positively for you. If you don't make that choice, your memory will work negatively for you. You've got to make a decision to stir up the right memories and remember all the benefits of the Lord in your past. And Paul literally says, I'm putting you in remembrance of these things that by remembering them, you might stir up the gift of God that is in you. Wow. Stir up is a very long Greek word. It's a compound of three words, the word Anna, the word zoon, and the word poor. The word Anna means do it again, it's the idea of repeating an earlier action. The word zoon is a word meaning to be enthusiastic, to be fervent, to be passionate, to be vigorous, to do something wholeheartedly or zealously. And the word poor is the Greek word for fire. But when you compound these three words together, it means to enthusiastically, vigorously rekindle a flame until it burns brightly again. And it tells us Timothy's fire was on a low burn. He had to do something to stir it up again. And Paul says, Timothy, remember, 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 I'm remembering you how God has been faithful to you in your past. So you'll understand he's going to be faithful to you right now. 
Remember everything you've been through. Walk yourself into your present. And by the time you remember God's faithfulness to you in the past, by the time you get to your present moment, your faith will be burning brightly again. You've got to stir up the gift of God that is in you. And I'm reminding you of all these things that by remembering them, you might stir up the gift of God that is in you. Oh, that is so powerful. And the good news is everybody can remember. You can remember, but we have to make a choice what we remember. And then in verse seven, he says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. The word spirit in Greek is the word pneuma. It is the word for a spirit. My friends, a spirit of fear really is produced by a spirit. And when a spirit of fear enters the scene, it brings panic. It brings worry. It throws you into a state of bewilderment. You don't know what to do. You're in a state of panic. And in fact, the Bible calls it a spirit of fear. And listen, the word fear is a Greek word which describes a gripping fear or dread that produces a shrinking back or cowardice. It is a dread that saps one's ability to look at a problem head on and causes him to retreat, to pull back. It can be translated timidity or cowardice. A spirit of fear will just produce dread in your life, timidity and cowardice. You'll want to hide rather than confront what you need to confront. That is what a spirit of fear produces. And Paul says, God did not give you this spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The word power is a form of the Greek word dunamis. It describes the full might of an advancing army. And my friends, that is what is in you by the Holy Ghost. You've got an army on the inside of you that can move forward and drive back that spirit of fear. He's given you a love spirit, which means you can move in a spirit of love. Even if you're tempted to be afraid of people and hurt by people, God has not given you that hurt. He's given you power, love. And a sound mind. And listen to this. The word sound mind, the Greek word sophroneo, which means to be of a sound mind, to be reasonable, to be balanced and level-headed in the way one thinks. It means to think rationally. But when you have a spirit of fear, you don't think rationally. You worry about everything. You even imagine things are going to happen to you that will never happen to you because you're functioning in a spirit of fear, which is an irrational spirit. Timothy was experiencing this irrational spirit of fear. He was worried. And Paul writes to him and says, Timothy, 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 what's wrong with you is you're just not remembering things well. Think of all that God has done for you, for your grandmother, for your mother. If you look at your past, God's record with you is so good. God has always been faithful and God's going to be faithful now. And I'm reminding you of this so that by remembering it, you will stir up the gift of God that is in you. My friends, you just need to remember the right thing and never forget what God has done for you. And that is why Psalm 103 verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. You got to speak to your soul and forget not all his benefits. I'll be back in just a moment and I want to pray for you. As you wrap up the year and begin to think about the next, it's time for you to pause and remember all the good that God has done for you in the past 12 months. If you're struggling with fear about your present or future, you're just forgetting all that you've already victoriously walked through in your past. And just as God was faithful to you then, He is faithful to you now. 
In this five-part series, Never Forget, Rick Renner will remind you of the power of never forgetting God's goodness to you in the past, God's goodness He is already showing you now, how to build markers to help you remember all that God has done for you. You'll be so thankful you took time to hear this powerful series that is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $10. And because it's the end of the year, we also want to offer you Rick's two series, Starting the New Year Strong and Decisions. You'll learn how to make the rock-solid decision to stick with your New Year's resolutions and to start the new year strong with no regrets. These can be yours starting at just $10 each, study guides included. We're also offering you Rick's autobiography, Unlikely, this true life story that is filled with teaching will encourage you to launch out to begin your own unlikely adventure of faith. This beautifully bound book can be yours for just $25. Don't miss this special offer. The series Never Forget, Decisions, and Starting the New Year Strong, and the autobiography Unlikely. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner and Joe Renner. It is so good to be with you, Dad. Joel, I always like to be with you. You know what I'm excited about? What? This project we're working on. And what is this project? This is our new Moscow TV studio. This is the slab and they poured the concrete yesterday. I was amazed. They poured from morning to the end of the evening because the slab is so enormous. And on this slab, they're about to put up the walls in two weeks. And finally, when it's finished, there's going to be a studio for me where we're going to produce up to five different programs, a studio for Denise, offices where we're going to receive calls and answer letters and minister to people's needs. And Joel, we even produce our programs, not just in Russian and in English, but in a whole myriad of languages. It's amazing. It really is. Praise God. People are hungry for the Word of God. And I believe we'll be able to film and produce many programs so people's lives can be filled with the Word of God. You know, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And I really love that verse. I believe that verse describes our assignment. Our job is to feed many people, but we can only do it because of partners like you. And when we call you a partner, we really mean you are a partner. We can't do this by ourselves. We do this in partnership with you. And today, we want to say thank you. And we're pretty excited about the new slab. So we wanted to show you. And now the walls are going to go up. And by this time next year, we're going to be producing programs right here. And thank you so, so much for being a part of our giving team. My friends, we have barely gotten started on the brand new series called Never Forget. And I want you to order yours today by going online or by giving us a call. We need to choose what we remember. And by remembering the right things, we can stir up the gift of God that is in us and put to flight any spirit of fear that's trying to operate in our lives. And by the way, it comes with a great study guide. And because it's the end of the year, we're also offering two other series. One is called Decisions. Are you going to follow through this time? We're talking about New Year's resolutions. And another series called Starting the New Year Strong. I believe these two series will really encourage you to make some decisions and to stay on track. And we're also offering you our autobiography at a radical discount at our ministry website, which is called Our Faithful Journey to the Ends of the Earth, Unlikely.
My friends, God chose me and Denise. It was so unlikely. And God has chosen you to do something amazing. And this book will help you to launch out in faith and to get started. But let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much that you've done so many mighty things for us in the past. Forgive us for forgetting and help us to remember and to stir up the gift of God that is in us and to do away with a spirit of fear in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4. It says, where the word of a king is, there's power. Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity. 